You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode from the midweek edition of the Coin Bureau podcast. Every week, I pick out two of my favorite videos from Coin Bureau's YouTube channel to present to you in podcast form. The audio you're about to hear is from those videos I've chosen this week. Many of you have been in touch to ask whether it's possible to listen to our videos in podcast format, and so your wish is my command. This week, we'll be taking a look at the devastating effects that inflation is having, not just on the global economy, but on the environment as well. We'll also be lifting the lid on a new bill that seeks to ban insider trading by US government officials. Both provide insights into the accelerating decline of the fiat financial system. First up, inflation is a word that's on everyone's lips at the moment, as virtually every country in the world is experiencing it to a greater or lesser degree. But inflation isn't just pushing prices up and hurting our purchasing power. 
It's also fueling war, climate change, inequality, and much more besides. It also ensures that the wealthy and powerful get to hold on to their wealth and influence at the expense of everyone else. Put simply, inflation is the enemy of the people and, if left unchecked, will continue to make us poorer and our world a more polluted, unfair and unsafe place to live. So, in the first part of today's video, we'll see how inflation perpetuates all these evils and look at what a solution to it could be. Speaking of the rich and powerful, it's been well known for a long time that US politicians and other government officials have been abusing their privileged positions to make money from insider trading. Attempts have been made before to try and put a stop to this, but still it goes on. Well, a new bill titled Combating Financial Conflicts of Interest in Government Act was recently proposed, and in the second part of today's episode, we take a look at what's in it, what it's hoping to achieve, and why it could end up being bad for cryptocurrency. I hope you enjoy listening to these two pieces, and I will be back talking crypto with Mike very soon, so be sure to stay tuned. And if you want even more content from Coin Bureau, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and visit us on social media too. War, famine, economic inequality, pollution, corruption, climate change, unaffordability, low-paying jobs, no upward mobility. These are just a few of the issues that the world has been grappling with for years. But, believe it or not, all these issues have a shared cause, and that's inflation. More accurately, the ability to create money out of thin air with the help of a central or commercial bank. Today, I'm going to reveal where all this inflation is coming from, explain exactly how this inflation is causing these issues, and why the solution might require just a single step. Okay, let's start with where this inflation is coming from. Imagine you were given a bank account with an unlimited amount of money. What would you do? Well, you'd probably start by buying a nice house, going on a fancy holiday, getting yourself a very silly car, and all the other things that the average person would do. Once you've had your fun, you would start doing the same for your friends and family, buying them houses, cars, holidays, the whole shebang. Next, you'd probably start donating your money to charities, investing in startups, building cutting-edge tech, and all the other kinds of stuff rich people do. Now, I think we can all agree that spending money on all of the above is an effective allocation of that capital. In other words, it's the right way that money should be spent, improving the quality of life for yourself and others, and then trying to take humanity itself to the next level. Given enough time, however, you'll inevitably start spending your money on stupid stuff. Maybe you'll start buying shitcoins that you know will probably go to zero, or marry a reality TV star, or construct a secret underground layer and try and take over the world. Why? Because you can, or rather because you've run out of ways to allocate that capital effectively. What I've just described is the financial system in a nutshell. When a currency is first created, its purpose is to improve the quality of life of the people using it. The institution that issues the currency is often instructed to ensure that it operates in accordance with this purpose 
when it is established. Now, this currency issuing institution is a central bank or a commercial bank. Whereas the central bank has the power to print currency, commercial banks have the power to create currency out of thin air through fractional reserve banking, aka lending out more than they have on their balance sheets. The people with exclusive access to these money sources basically have their own bank accounts with unlimited money supplies. This isn't a problem at the start because the private sector uses its accounts to invest in innovation and the public sector uses its accounts to develop infrastructure. As time goes on, however, the stupidity sets in. The people in the private sector engage in reckless financial speculation and enforce their ideologies on society. The people in the public sector purchase political popularity through public programs and increase the surveillance and control of their citizens. All these endeavours require creating lots of currency, and that eventually results in inflation. It also results in a collapse in the confidence of the institutions that issue the currency, including the ones in the private sector that have exclusive access to the institutions that issue the currency. This is why every fiat currency that's ever been issued has eventually failed, and it's why any form of currency created by people is destined to fail. And yes, it is the cause of all the issues I mentioned in the introduction. Now, a topical issue to begin with is war. Any student of history out there will know that when countries go to war, their governments take on unbelievable amounts of debt to finance that war. This is much more significant than you think, and to explain, I'll paraphrase macro-analyst Mike Green. When a government must borrow massive amounts of money to do something that it wants, then it's often, if not always, because it's something it knows that its citizens do not want or do not need. It's something that it knows its citizens would not fund with their taxes. If it was something the citizens wanted or needed, then the government would have a much easier job of selling the idea to them. Raising taxes to pay for things people actually want is a lot more straightforward than doing so for something they don't. Not surprisingly, war is very low down on the list of things that citizens of any country want or have ever wanted. However, it has always been and will always be high on the list of things that the powerful public and private people and institutions have wanted because they always want more growth. Now, of course, this urge to grow bigger and better is often a good thing. When you throw the ability to create money into the mix, however, it can become a very bad thing, because it opens the door to reckless spending and war. Without the ability for people to create money to finance these wars, they would happen a great deal less frequently. Now, another hot topic these days is climate change. If you watched our video about the UN's upcoming individual carbon credit score, you'll know I briefly noted that inflation is causing this environmental breakdown. One of the comments asking exactly how was in fact the inspiration behind this video. So to recap, inflation ultimately comes from excessive money creation driven by public and private institutions that are abusing their infinite money bank accounts. I suppose this really depends on your definition of inflation, but let's roll with it for the sake of simplicity. In practical terms, inflation means that a currency is losing value by the day. This is simply because the gradual increase in the supply of that currency makes it gradually less valuable. It's basic economics. The more of something you have, the less it is worth relative to other things. So, 
Riddle me this. What happens when people can see that their currency is slowly losing value by the year, by the month, or even by the day? Well, obviously, they're incentivized to get rid of that currency by buying something. That's because they know everything else will be more expensive in the future. Now, the effects of inflation are arguably felt most by those with massive amounts of money. That's because a 1% devaluation on $100 is just $1. A 1% devaluation on $100 million, however, is $1 million. That's an amount of purchasing power anyone would notice losing. And because the only way to preserve this purchasing power is to buy something else with that money, that's exactly what the rich do. They use their money to buy assets, and then they borrow money against these assets to buy even more assets which continue to appreciate in value due to inflation. As we've learned, this infinite money glitch inevitably results in the misallocation of capital, specifically overconsumption. Now, overconsumption is what lies at the core of climate change and all other environmental issues we're experiencing, and the rich are the largest consuming class. Now, don't get me wrong, the urge to consume can be a good thing in as much as it keeps the economy going. When you throw an inflation-based infinite money glitch into the mix, however, it quickly becomes a very bad thing because it leads to the kind of overconsumption that destroys the environment. This ties into another big issue that's been fueled by money creation, and that's all the issues with employment. This includes low-paying jobs, the inability to move upwards within those jobs, and jobs where nothing of value is being produced, or to use the scientific term, bullshit jobs. I'll start by saying that the issues in the job market are not due to inflation alone. There are a few other factors involved, including demographics, migration, and globalization. That last factor is probably the primary cause of low wages, since an increase in the supply of labor drives wages down. That said, there still seems to be a very strong correlation between currency creation and depressed wages. This can be seen in this chart here. Some of you may recognize this chart from the website WTF happened in 1971. Well, 1971 is when fiat currencies officially stopped being backed by gold. To be clear, there was already lots of unbacked fiat currency supply in circulation prior to 1971. The thing is that it hadn't been officially sanctioned, so to speak. Going off the gold standard effectively gave the green light to central banks and commercial banks to create as much money as they wanted. This allowed a handful of corporations with close connections to both types of bank to get their hands on easy money. They used this easy money to expand their empires into other countries and lobby politicians to pass regulations that would prevent any competition from catching up. So, what happens when a corporation can borrow almost as much money as it wants? Obviously, that corporation is less incentivized to care about its actual operations that generate actual income. This includes the employees of the company. If corporations were not able to borrow almost as much money as they wanted, then they would be forced to pay extra close attention to what employees want. This is because they would need to create favorable conditions for productivity, but I suppose this incentive falls apart when globalization comes into play. In any case, the employment issues caused by inflation are even worse in the public sector. That's because when a government can borrow as much money as it wants to finance its operations, it doesn't need to care much, if at all, about the productivity of its employees. To make things worse, 
many governments have policies to reduce funding for a department if it manages to do its job within its annual budget. This inadvertently creates an incentive for these departments to spend more money so they can keep their budgets or even increase them. Now, another significant issue being caused by money creation is economic inequality. Economic inequality in almost every country around the world exploded to record highs during the pandemic, and that is not a coincidence. In response to the pandemic, central banks around the world dropped interest rates on borrowing to zero. By now, you'll know that the entities with close connections to central banks and commercial banks were the only ones who were able to borrow at a near 0% rate, otherwise known as free money. These entities used this borrowed money to buy up all the assets they could get their hands on. That's why the prices of houses, stocks and cryptocurrencies went vertical. As the primary holders of assets, the rich got richer and everyone else saw their hopes and dreams become that bit further out of reach. The worst part is that this dynamic didn't start with the pandemic. It started as soon as the current financial system was created in the aftermath of the Second World War, and it was significantly accelerated by the dropping of the gold standard that I talked about earlier. Now, there's even a phrase for this phenomenon, buy, borrow, die. The elites start by making it big, usually through legitimate means, and then they buy up as many assets as they can. By now, you'll know that the elites will then borrow against their assets to buy more assets until they own all the assets. Now, I've done a video on this practice, which I will leave linked to below in the description for you. Anyways, once they own all the assets, many of them have nothing better to do than to force the world to comply with their ideology. The best example here is BlackRock forcing its ESG ideology into every institution in the world, despite it being inherently unprofitable. Only possible thanks to money printing. The best part is, though, they pay no tax as part of this process. That's because you only pay tax on something when it's sold, in most countries anyhow. Borrowing against an asset is therefore tax-free because that money didn't come from a sale. It came out of thin air at a low interest rate, courtesy of the banks. Meanwhile, the inflation caused by all this money creation has been destroying the purchasing power of the average person. The unprecedented money creation we saw in response to the pandemic put the pedal to the metal on inflation, and we are continuing to feel the effects of that. Now, as messed up as all these issues are, there's an easy way out of them. That's to take away the ability of central banks and commercial banks to create unlimited amounts of money. One way to do this would be to move to a sound money system, such as one where currencies are once again backed by gold. It doesn't necessarily have to be gold either. I reckon there are ways to back currencies with other commodities and even cryptocurrencies with gold-like attributes, such as BTC. In a sound money system, the only way you can really create money is to produce something of value that someone will give you money for. Because the supply of sound money isn't constantly expanding, that means that the purchasing power will be preserved over time. And not only that, but you'll be able to preserve your purchasing power by just saving. You won't have to invest in high-risk assets that are being manipulated by well-capitalized speculators. Now, the only problem is, of course, that the elites that have their wealth in these assets that they've borrowed against would be wiped out. That's because borrowing in a sound money system would be much more expensive. 
it would no longer be possible for those with close connections to banks to borrow money for free at close to 0%. This includes governments, which have taken on unbelievable amounts of debt to mostly do things that their citizens do not want and do not need. Now, the rich could probably find a way to unwind their debts. The government, not so much. They would almost certainly default, and it would result in regime change in every country, along with a complete restructuring of government operations. As an added bonus, unaccountable international organisations that are sustained by made-up money would completely dissolve, and their explicit plans to create a centralised global government would dissolve with them. Remember, world domination is only possible through money manufacturing. Now, the only issue a sound money system could possibly create is something called a deflationary death spiral. This is when everyone realises that their purchasing power is increasing over time, so they reduce their spending to a bare minimum. This does serious damage to the economy. The thing is that this is an issue that's only ever existed in theory, and if you ask me, it's one that's been made up by the elites to scare people away from pursuing a sound money system. In addition, there would still be some inflation in a sound money system since more gold, BTC, etc. is produced every day. It seems that the ideal solution would be to have an algorithmic currency whose supply expands and contracts based on demand. This would make it possible to preserve purchasing power while simultaneously allowing for more currency expansion when it's required by the economy. Unfortunately, the current currency issuers would never allow such a currency to take hold. This includes the stablecoin issuers in cryptocurrency, and you can learn about how one of them is slowly taking over the crypto industry using the link in the description. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Last week, US politicians introduced a bill that would see government officials banned from holding stocks, cryptocurrencies and other assets due to all the insider trading that's been occurring of late. This bill is quite timely given that we appear to be on the brink of a global recession. It's also a bit hypocritical because the politician who apparently tabled it is infamous for insider trading, allegedly. So today, I'm going to give you a bit of background about this bill, explain what it says in simple terms, assess where the loopholes are, and tell you what it could mean for the markets if it's passed. It should really come as no surprise that the people in power are taking advantage of inside information to enrich themselves. This practice probably dates back to the dawn of time, but it has become more endemic in recent decades as financial markets have evolved. The issue of insider trading has been especially acute in the United States. This is partly because it's home to the world's largest financial markets and partly because the decisions made there have a huge impact on both the domestic and international economies. The scrutiny of insider trading by US politicians arguably began back during the 2008 financial crisis. As you might have guessed, Many politicians got word of what was going on in the markets long before the average American, and it's believed that many of them cashed out before the crash. This eventually led to the passing of the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge, or STOCK, Act in 2012. As always, kudos to whoever came up with that acronym. The Stock Act requires US politicians and other public servants to disclose any trades or investments over $1,000 within 30 days of the trade or investment. What's hilarious is that the punishment for failing to report on significant trades or investments is a mere $200 fine. It's not exactly a deterrent, is it? An investigation by the Insider newspaper found that information about these fines is not public, so nobody knows how often these fines are being issued and whether they're being paid. 
To my knowledge, not a single US politician has been fined for violating the Stock Act or arrested for making millions from insider trading in recent decades. For reference, the maximum prison sentence for insider trading in the United States is 20 years. That is what you and I would get for doing the same. Now, if you're wondering why there have been lots of headlines about insider trading over the last couple of years, that is because of the pandemic. Many US politicians sold everything when they heard about what was coming, some of them up to two months before the pandemic was officially declared. This insider trading was so significant that there's even a Wikipedia page about it. Dozens of US politicians sold before the news broke, bought back their stocks when they got word of the Fed's emergency measures, and loaded up on pharmaceutical stocks when solutions entered the picture. While another investigation by the Insider newspaper found that 72 US politicians have violated the Stock Act over the last few years, it's not known how many are guilty of actual insider trading. The poster girl, or rather poster grandmother, has been Nancy Pelosi, but she is just the tip of the iceberg. Many US politicians have net worths that are completely out of proportion with their standard six-figure incomes. Although some of these US politicians come from long lines of wealth or own lucrative businesses, for most, there's only one other explanation. Insider trading or bribery. Maybe a bit of both. Now, it's not just US politicians either. If you watched our video about the Federal Reserve scandal, you'll know that Fed officials have been caught buying and selling stocks before and after important monetary policy announcements. You know, I can't recall there being any punishments there either. Now, in what was likely an attempt to appease American voters who were understandably upset, multiple US politicians tabled various bills that would ban public officials from trading or holding assets of any kind. Naturally, none of these bills made it past the first stage of deliberation. The bill I'll be discussing today is not all that different, as it was only introduced last week. The only difference is that this bill was reportedly expected to pass with bipartisan support. That was until the current majority party decided to postpone voting on the bill until after the midterm elections. Regardless, though, I reckon this bill is worth examining, as it's likely to eventually pass in some shape or form. As you'll see, it also pertains to cryptocurrency. So, the bill is titled, quote, Combating Financial Conflicts of Interest in Government Act, and I will leave a link to the full text in the description if you're interested. Now, the very beginning of the bill specifies that its purpose is, quote, to restrict trading and ownership of covered investments by senior government officials. This includes not just senior US politicians, but federal judges, the Federal Reserve Board of Governors, and, of course, the President. Next, the bill goes through a handful of amendments that should be made to the Ethics in Government Act of 1978. This act was passed in the aftermath of the Watergate scandal that engulfed former US President Richard Nixon, and it's where political disclosures of investments and trades were first proposed. The amendments in the current bill include stuff like clarifying language around how trades and investments should be reported, and the definitions of various assets such as securities and commodities. It is mostly tedious legalese, but a few things here caught my eye. 
The first is that the bill clearly states that any U.S. politician who tries to invest in any asset using a trust, i.e. a third party, after the bill is passed must divest, a.k.a. sell, the asset no later than 18 months after the bill is passed. This is significant because investing through third parties is probably how most U.S. politicians currently get away with insider trading. The beginning of this bill therefore suggests that this loophole will be closed, but, as you'll see, this isn't entirely clear. The second thing that caught my eye was that the bill notes cryptocurrency as one of the assets that cannot be held or traded. Oddly enough, the bill also notes that US politicians will still be allowed to invest in popular ETFs like the S&P 500, as well as various forms of government debt. This ties into the third thing that caught my eye, and that's that US politicians can still invest in other assets via blind trusts. For those who don't know, blind trusts give total control of a person's assets to a third party who's supposed to be independent. Totally not a loophole. The fourth thing I spotted is that the family members of US government officials in question are also not allowed to hold or trade the assets in question. This is important because the spouses and children of many US politicians have likewise gotten rich from insider trading. Speaking of which, if you're wondering who the richest people in crypto are and how they got there, check out the link in the description. Now, the bill goes on to detail exactly what US government officials will have to do with their assets if and when the bill becomes law. This is where things get a bit confusing because the authors note that US government officials have 60 days to buy or trade forbidden assets after the bill becomes law. However, the very next sentence reads that, quote, a covered person shall divest of any covered investment within 180 days of the effective date. In other words, you can buy for 60 days after the bill becomes law, but you have to sell everything 180 days after the bill becomes law. Hmm. If that wasn't peculiar enough, US government officials don't necessarily have to sell their assets after half a year. Instead, they can give those assets away as a gift or make a, quote, charitable donation. Alternatively, they can put everything into a blind trust, which I'm sure will be very blind. Now, what's promising is that the bill explicitly states that any violation of these new laws will be publicly revealed within 30 days of the violation. Recall that the information about Stock Act violations and insider trading is not currently public available. What's not so promising, however, is there is a long list of exceptions to these rules. Some of these exceptions make sense, but others, not so much. For example, quote, investments held in trusts or other complex financial arrangements can be granted temporary exemptions from scrutiny. The authors do note that these exemptions will be made public within 30 days of their enactment, just like with violations of the bill's rules. They also note that these exemptions can only last for a maximum of 90 days. Now, this does make me wonder what this bill could mean for all the US government officials who are staking ETH. I know it sounds silly, but as more institutions start to offer ETH staking, it's more than likely that a few officials will not be able to sell their staked ETH. I suppose that's good news, depending on who you ask. 
If you're wondering when it will be possible for people to sell their staked ETH, you can refer to our recent Ethereum update using the link in the description. I digress. Now, regarding the specific penalties for violating the rules set forth in the bill, the authors note that a small fine of $1,000 will apply to each violation at the discretion of the supervisory committee. Now, obviously, this amounts to a slap on the wrist for the millions upon millions being made from insider trading. This is probably why the bill includes a provision which requires 10% of the value of the violating asset to be handed over to the government. This 10% applies to the value of the violating asset at the beginning of the 30-day violation period, which means it's probably still possible to come out with a profit. As a cherry on top, the bill allows for the supervisory committee to waive or reduce these penalties in the event of, quote, extraordinary circumstances. For what it's worth, waiving or reducing the penalty will be made public. The bill also leaves the door open to civil penalties where appropriate, which is not that big of a deal since civil cases tend to result in fines, not jail time. Some would say that jail time is exactly what many of these politicians need, but let's not go there. Now, the next part of the bill pertains to the, quote, accountability and public disclosure of enforcement measures. This section starts with a blurb about how anyone caught willfully violating the would-be laws in the bill will find themselves face-to-face -face with the Attorney General. Scary. Now, what's interesting is that any reports by the Attorney General and the Compliance Office about violations will be submitted to Congress on an annual basis. This is interesting because it means that any violations will likely be disclosed to the public long after they have occurred, i.e. when they are no longer relevant. After describing all the contents of public disclosures, the authors pivot to more amendments to the aforementioned Ethics in Government Act. These include adjusting the income reporting requirements for US government officials in a way I honestly don't quite understand. Now, the amendment that caught my eye was about the, quote, disclosure of cryptocurrency and other digital assets. Here, the authors amend the Ethics in Government Act to include cryptocurrencies as part of its scope. This is pretty significant as it further validates cryptocurrency as an asset class. What's particularly eye-catching is a paragraph wherein the authors seem to imply that cryptocurrencies are not securities in the traditional sense. This is because they specifically reference, quote, other forms of securities and cryptocurrency or other digital assets. Sounds like two separate categories to me. Another interesting set of provisions can be found a few paragraphs later. These relate to the oft-cited Ethics Committee, which will have the final say on how the rules in the bill are applied. This is significant in the context of cryptocurrency, as the Ethics Committee will decide which digital assets are verboten. What's somewhat concerning is that this Ethics Committee will also have the power to write new rules and regulations related to trading and investment by US government officials. This reminds me of the powers in the Dodd-Frank Act put together by the current Vice Chair for Supervision at the Fed. More about that guy in the description. Now, the last two pages of the bill are about, quote, new and strengthened penalties for non-compliance. What are these new and strengthened penalties, you ask? Well, 
It involves increasing that $200 slap on the wrist to a $500 slap on the wrist. This is again confusing because earlier in the bill, it said that the punishment will increase to a terrifying $1,000 slap on the wrist. Well, at least the part about taking 10% of the trade or investment is still consistent. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
And last but not least, a public website will be created that will contain all the information about violations of the provisions in the bill. This includes information about the government officials who were granted temporary exemptions from the rules and regulations. Funnily enough, you can already kind of check this information in real time. There are multiple websites that track the stock trades of politicians and even a few Twitter accounts tracking the trades of repeat offenders. Too bad these Twitter accounts keep getting banned for no apparent reason. So this brings me to the big question, and that's what this bill will mean for the markets if it becomes law. I'll start by reiterating that this bill is not guaranteed to pass, even with bipartisan support. That's simply because government officials have benefited greatly from their blatant insider trading. Who wants to put the brakes on their own gravy trainer? As I mentioned in the introduction, this fact makes the timing of this bill quite suspicious. I mean, the only reason why politicians would band together to support a ban on investing and trading is because they know there's no more money to be made in the short to medium term. It's a red flag similar to Elon Musk selling his Twitter stock near the top, or all the other CEOs and billionaires bailing on their companies shortly before the market started crashing. In retrospect, we should have taken their actions as a sign to do the same. Lessons for next time, I suppose. As I mentioned earlier, though, it looks like this bill won't be voted on anytime soon, and that suggests there could still be a few more big bear market rallies before the midterm elections. Some politicians are actually upset about the vote being postponed, but who knows who's in their pockets. Call me crazy, but I think this so-called stock trading ban is meant to not-so-subtly target cryptocurrency. That's simply because US government officials will still be allowed to invest in traditional assets like stocks and government debt, albeit in a more limited manner. Cryptocurrencies, on the other hand, will be severely restricted, and the wording of the bill suggests that even NFTs will not be allowed. Then again, it appears that the Ethics Committee will have the final say on which specific coins and tokens government officials will be allowed to hold. If you're wondering why cryptocurrencies are being singled out, it looks like it's because the people in power know that if politicians hold crypto, they will be more likely to pass pro-crypto regulations. This is why the US Office of Government Ethics banned policymakers from holding crypto earlier this year. Now, believe it or not, but the anti-crypto provisions in this bill could actually backfire if it becomes law. That's because it could put pressure on the SEC to pass a spot Bitcoin ETF, as then US government officials would be allowed to invest, at least according to my admittedly amateur understanding of the bill. One thing is for sure, though, and that's that government officials won't be getting away with insider trading for too much longer. People are starting to wake up to what's happening, and the increasing tensions between the haves and have-nots means that such politicians will be voted out. It just goes to show you that transparency and accountability are key to running a robust society. These are two things that crypto does really well, and with a bit of luck, crypto-based community governance systems will replace the governments and all their corrupt officials. More about the power of crypto governance using the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Coin Bureau podcast. If you'd like to learn more about cryptocurrency, you can visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Coin Bureau. 
You can also go to coinbureau.com for loads more information about all things crypto. You can follow me on Twitter at, at coinbureau, all one word. And I'm also active on TikTok and Instagram too. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.